the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. See, she remembered. (laughs) That's Frankie. She's the glue that keeps the museum together, and she's here today. You brought a special guest. Who did you bring? I did. I brought Mr. Steve Wade, one of our amazing volunteers at the museum. That's oh, hi. How you doing, Steve? <laughs> well, before we go too much farther, I want to thank King Ampour for sponsoring this hour for the Automotive Museum. He is a true car guy. He's a crazy enthusiast. He loves the Automotive Museum. He does everything he possibly can. He's got cars down there. Uh, it's crazy. So if you uh, ever need a lawyer, let me tell you what. This guy was voted best Three years in a row, the San Diego Union-Tribune Reader's Poll. Car, motorcycle, injury lawyer. Also locally here in San Diego for the last 25 years. King Ampour is your local car and motorcycle accident injury lawyer. Remember the number? It's really hard. 619-333-3333. Just give him a call. He's got locations in L.A., Orange County, Irvine, Temecula, Bakersfield. Uh, San Bernardino, Riverside, and North County. So when in doubt, call the king. All right. So uh, what do you do, Steve? What do you do down at the museum? Well, I'm a, a docent volunteer, okay. and I do docent tours. All right. And then whenever they need help doing other things. some of the events, uh, as long as it's people-related, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So what is a docent? Explain that to well, the public. If you go into a museum, uh, there typically every museum is going to have docents. In the auto museum, we'll have a few usually, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to make the visitors feel comfortable, mm-hmm. answer questions if they have any. Um, I try and engage everybody that comes in. Some people um, don't wish to be engaged. Right. They make that pretty clear, not by saying that, but just by their body language right. and uh, um, sometimes ignoring my hello. Yeah. Well, um, you're dressed accordingly. You you, you wear a, what, a blue jacket, I think? No, we wear red, uh, red. polo shirts. Okay, red polo shirts. And it kind of lets people know... You know what, and most people know what a docent is. Yeah, you know, and that, and that, and that's important that they know that. And if they walk up to a specific vehicle or a motorcycle or a display, and they don't know what it is, maybe they got kids with them because that's when it's really important, or maybe they don't even know. That's where you come in. Yeah, and we do have signing that's pretty very nice, pretty complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a new car that we bring in may not have a sign up yet, and so have to talk about that right but uh, the beauty of it is if you engage somebody you don't have to hang with them all the time right they uh they will go around i generally use a technique of particularly with young people and mm-hmm. kids will ask hey do me a favor when you come back this way tell me which one of these cars was your favorite mm. and why and yeah. get them looking for things and talking about things and uh now 
let's let's call it the more seasoned people mm-hmm. that come in. Um, they will tend to be uh, focused. You know, you'll have your hot rod people. You'll have your muscle car people. Mm-hmm. And whatever the heck a classic car is this right. week, you know, that's something else again. But um, every once in a while, you'll have somebody that uh, knows quite a bit about cars. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've learned since I've been there that's made it more interesting for me is history. Mm-hmm. Not just history of cars and automotive manufacturing, but how some of the things that have happened in the automobile and motorcycle industry have been impacted by history around the world. Right. And sometimes you can marry that into a car that's on display right. or a motorcycle and make it a little more interesting for somebody who may know a lot about cars but didn't know how that fit into history. Right. Well, it was funny. I was out at uh, Good Guys with KUSI, and I was with Liz. Uh, from you know the anchor on KUSI, and off air, of course, she asked me. She goes, "What is the difference between a muscle car and a hot rod?" You know, and and I thought that was a fair question because a lot of people really don't know, and that's where you come in and you kind of explain the difference between you know a muscle car, which is a big block something with a massive motor in it, versus a hot rod, which is something that somebody back in the day would manufacturer in their garage yeah and some of those terms have been broadened over Mm -hmm, the years because mm -hmm. uh, just and i use this a lot the term muscle car was when it was coined back in 1964 very specific yes and does not include a lot of the cars now that most people consider to be muscle cars yeah well yeah muscle car now kind of falls in the newer version kind of pro mods you know and the the evolution changes it or for example if if you walk up to a particular car and you go oh look it's got an elephant motor in it a lot of people should look at that. I go, an elephant motor? I think look an elephant motor. Well, <laughs> that was the name coined for like a 426 Hemi uh, or, or of the Chrysler or Mopar uh, yeah. genre. You know, so yeah, it's and I think talking to a docent really makes your experience more enjoyable. You're it not can, a car salesman. Yeah. You're not going to sell them a car. So sucky dry as much information as you can. That's why I look at it. Yeah, it can, and one of the things I have found, because I enjoy people Mm -hmm. in general, and I really like kids, I can make it easier on parents who are trying to drag their kids through the the, uh, museum by, I use the word playing. I play with them Mm -hmm. and talk to them about cars that they're near, or um, a kid will come walking by and be carrying a Hot Wheels. Mm Mm-hmm. Engaging by saying, "Well, what do you have there?" Yeah, you know, what is that? Do you know what that is? Yeah, exactly. and they do. They know yeah. exactly what it is. Most of them, anyway. And young people, and young people for me can be very young, or they can go up into the early teens. Sure, um, have various ideas of what their favorite car is. Right, and if I ask somebody that's in the 10-year-old age group, a boy in particular, mm-hmm. what's your favorite car? I would say better than half the time they're going to say Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, why? They're fast. Yeah. And I say, so there aren't any other fast cars? 
Uh, <laughs> well, and that's and you can thank television for that. And, oh yeah. And, uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. And what I always get a kick out of is when you and I were a boy. We couldn't wait to drive. That's right. I mean, I'm going to tell you when I start driving anymore, and you're going to tell anybody when you start driving. <laughs> but today, that's not quite the case. No. Frankie didn't drive till she was 32. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, is that not the case? <laughs> well, that'd be in the future. I'm not even 32 yet. You still haven't driven? Is that what you're telling me? You took the cab here today? Yep, that's how I get around. But, you know, well, and I, I love talking to Frankie about this because, before she got this job, she wasn't into cars, right? No, I had grown up with them briefly. My dad always has had cars, but it was never a passion of mine. Yeah, he didn't care. He's out in the garage <laughs> right. getting dirty and greasy right. and making noise. Yeah, no, and I and I think yeah. I think it's broadened your horizons tremendously. Mainly, like like he says, once you meet the people mm-hmm. that own the cars. Well, and that's what the car world's all about, is the people. The cars are fascinating, but the people people. behind them are even more. (laughs) Totally. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, brought to you by King Empor, 619-333-3333. We'll be back in a moment. All right, folks, welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, where the... uh, off show is better than the on show. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, this show is brought to you by King M. Poor. If you ever have an issue and you need help, just give them a call. 619-333-3333. Tell them what your situation is. Consultations are totally free, and they will help you get through that you know that crazy world of legal. Steve Wade's in the house. It was nice of Frankie to bring Steve in. Steve is a docent uh, at the museum. And uh, we just been sort of talking. Now you've been with the museum for how long? Since uh, early nineteen uh, two thousand sixteen. Has it not changed and considerably since oh, then? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Before it was kind of a mouse maze as to how you would get through the museum, which was fine, but it was really hard to bring a lot of people in and to enjoy the museum without bumping into each other. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Frankie, but the layout is bigger, and there's even more cars. The layout has changed. So now we have sections rather than just one main exhibit floor. There's various separations yeah. amongst the floor. But it's bigger. Mm-hmm. It I does mean, feel bigger. It's it's crazy. I mean, you, you made it bigger, but it, it, it's hard to explain because I think you had more they, I don't think you had more cars. They were just so closely tight-knit, you couldn't bring in a lot of different type of vehicles. Right. And so now what we did under um, the leadership of Lenny is we have the section. So we have the hot rod corner. We have Dave Stahl's car club Yeah, I know. Corner. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So those are ever-evolving. And what it allows us to do is kind of change and customize the cars we bring in rather than having one main big theme. Right. We have plenty of them. Well, what we need to do is when you do a floor change, mm-hmm. or, a, or at least my little area, we need to get KUSI to come down, and whoever's going to put their car in my section kind of ceremoniously hand the keys over, even though I don't get to keep the cars. <laughs> but, you know, and, and just let people know, because I think, what, we got the Miata Club coming in next to that area? Yes, they're bringing um, a couple cars in. I'm excited. And we got Steve Wade, who is with the Miata Club. And I guess the question is, how do you fit in a Miata? 
Well, uh, because they tend to get smaller, the, the fourth generation. Don't they, though? <laughs> I, uh, I struggle in that. You know, I have a few bones to pick with uh, the Me- Mazda. Mazda folks, I know. What, what year Mazdas do you have, or Miatas do you have? Well, we have, my wife and I have two. We have a, His a and 2019, hers. which was the orange uh, 30th anniversary uh, limited edition. Yeah. We wanted one of those because that was the first Miata that was a real color in years. Yeah. You know, they've fallen into the uh, um, Mercedes 50 Shades of Gray. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, kind of uh, color palette. But uh, so we have that. And then I have a 2002 yellow. Um, it was also a limited edition uh, with orange flames. Oh. A little bit of a hot rod. Yeah. Now, the first year was 95 for me. No, first year was a model year of 1990. 90, they were. I um, they first started to sell in 1989. Right. That was when all of the car shows and whatnot yeah. started. And they're still reasonably priced that you can get into an early edition. You know, oh, yes. They haven't yeah. taken off yet. They no. haven't you know, gone into the atmosphere. No, so you can still really get some fun cars. Collectible yet. What, what has happened is the so-called builders that want to get a car and build it to be you could almost call it a, a current hot rod. Right. You know, they're going to put on um, as much a, a, a turbo or a... How about a, Monster Miata out of Monster North County? Miata. Do you ever uh, get a chance to drive one of those yet? Uh, I had a chance. Uh, <sighs> it wasn't a Monster Miata. Now there's a company in Grand Junction called Flying Miata, mm. and they they slapped a LS3 Corvette engine <laughs> in a uh, Miata, which is proven to be quite the challenge and it not only that they they do the complete suspension rebuild yeah well you got so, to. you yeah. have to i mean you can't just stuff a motor like that some people have well remember <laughs> well monster miatas they were putting five oh yes uh mustang forge in there yeah and uh, unfortunately at the time that that company was around they weren't legal to be sold in california due to emissions i don't know what the status is of it now i think they're still in business aren't they uh i think they are roughly they they do more than that now but, yeah yeah well of course everybody does yeah. that but, and i'm uh, thinking whoa a, a miata with that much horsepower yep and it for a purist or even anybody else, for the kind of racing that you do in a Miata, you don't need No, that. no, 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 no. Well, I was just going to say, a Miata is a driver's car. That's correct. You know, and it, it hones your driving skills. I mean, yes, you might want to take it to a time trials or an SECA, SECA event and see how well you can beat your lap times, but it's not... Yeah, you're not going to go out and take it to a drag strip and win a trophy. No. I've, That's not I've, what it's for. Nope. That was it. It handles like a dream. It's yeah. balanced. And it, it most of the Miata owners, if if asked if the word fun doesn't come out in the first 20 words, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Well, and, and I've always said, you know, you know Mazda had that, that tagline, Zoom, Zoom. Yes. And that's where it came from was the Miata. Because, I mean, the Miata is just so much fun to drive. Now, when I was in high school, you know, everybody says, what was your first car? Mine, 
uh, sports car was a 1959 Austin Healey Bugod Sprite. Of course it was. Well, of course it was, which is really in the 90s what the bug eye was back in the day. Very inexpensive. Do you even have any idea what we're talking about? I'm tracking. You're tracking? You know what a bug-eyed Sprite looks like? I'm Googling it. We used to call it the frog because the headlights were in the center of the hood, which is just totally crazy. I did notice she was bug-eyed when we were talking. (laughs) Yeah, she could do that, too. Well, you know, and and, and those are the kinds of things that's so cool about the museum. You know, we haven't even talked about some of the auxiliary items like the library, which I understand is being completely redone. Right. And people go, well, what's the point of a library? Well, let me tell you what. If you want to know anything about the history of the automobile or the motorcycle or transportation in general, that museum has it all, and it's building daily. Yes. In fact, I have another 20 yeah. boxes of stuff that I've got to break down. <laughs> well, and, you know, we've been talking a little bit about Mazda and Miata. But yeah. One of, going back to one of the things I said, the history of automotive affected by history of the world sure after world war ii yeah um you know japan struggled at first terrible getting their feet back together and uh honda and nissan and and they were ugly yeah ugly little cars i mean when the toyota corolla came to the u.s they had to leave and come back because (laughs) oh no it was it was terrible but they didn't understand see in in japan and germany with the volkswagen really when you come right down to it today they're cute back then they weren't so cute very underpowered Hmm. you know and they had to they had to kind of go home and and reenter you're not if I can get this car down to the museum, I'm gonna do it. There's a guy in Rancho Santa Fe that has a nineteen fifty one Porsche. Amazing. All original. Uh-huh. Paint, interior, the whole nine yards. And it was over to Buddy of Mine's Porsche repair shop. And he says, Yeah, the guy the guy had it. He's ninety two years old, bought it new, and now his son has it. It's never been painted. It's never had interior work. I mean, it just has, you know, whatever maintenance it needs. Yep. That would be such a cool car. I mean, split windshield? When's the last time you've seen a Porsche with a split windshield? Yeah. Well, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I try. I digress because I do, I do the same thing. Cause I, I was probably like you. Or have you always been in automobiles, even such a little kid? Well, you know, my age was I was growing up in the late 50s and 60s. Cars and I and in Southern California. That's right. Cars was it. That's right. You know? What did we do on Sunday? We got up, we went to church, and then we jumped in either dad's or grandpa's car and we drove to lunch and and we did car games while we we're going down the road. Right. What kind of car is that? What kind of car is this? What kind of car were the license plate games? Kids don't we do used that to, today. We used to play a game called Cadillac because Cadillacs were so distinctive with oh. their Fins and Fins what have and you. Tail on, and we would play a game, my brother and I in the car, shouting out Cadillac and <laughs> keeping score. Oh, yeah. See who could catch a Cadillac quicker than the other one. That's right. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm, I'm, right, I'm right here with you. I mean, I, and, and I think the museum brings that back. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at uh, Lamore's, uh, Louis Lamore's Cadillac down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are the only ones in the world that has that particular vehicle. Yeah. And I think that's one of the highlights of the museum. Would you not agree? Yeah. 
And I, I think, you know, going back to my time as a youth, the thing I remember doing is in the fall, American cars in the showroom were showing the brand oh. new models. I would go down there and see whatever it was that was coming out. I can still remember yep. that 63 split window oh. stingray. <laughs> you and me both. For the first time. Oh, the Studebaker Avanti. Yes. Which the museum has one yeah, of. that's right. Not on display at the moment. But, but it will be. Oh, my goodness. I were those well, cars. And it was a happening back then. Yes. Now, car manufacturers are bringing cars out. Pretty much year round, but it was September, October. They'd be covered up, and it was a gala. I mean, people would go down and they'd get all dressed up, and they'd do the unveiling. And oh yeah! And now because of aerodynamics, because of safety, safety yeah. because of cost, they're all shaped pretty much know, the same. I know. Remember when the '58 Chevy came out? Yes. Everybody went. Oh, what is, I mean, you either liked it or you didn't. Am I right? Right. Edsel. Oh, poor Edsel. I feel so sorry for him. You know, I mean, well, Packards, Hudson's, Nash Ramblers. I mean, there's some very ugly cars. That, but today. I wish I had one. Oh, exactly. And, and there was times when you and I could buy cars, 50 bucks, $100, $150. You know, if we wanted to get the guys together and the girls together and go out, we all chipped in. We'd get 75 cents and we'd fill the gas tank up and then off we'd go. And if you wanted to burn rubber, you could burn rubber because you'd go to a wrecking yard for $2 and get another tire. We could go on. Yeah, and on my and first on. car was a 56 Ford. The first thing I did when I got it was reverse the shackles. Well, of so course the you back did. end was up. That's right. And isn't it funny during our time frame, either the back end was up, then the back end was down. Then it was up, and then it was down. We couldn't make up our mind. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Frankie. Do you know why we used to jack the back end up? I'm going to go with speed or airflow. Well, you're, you're close, because the whole idea was when you stood on the gas, the back end would squat down, and the tires would get more traction. Interesting. So you could take Which wasn't off. much at the time. No, it wasn't anything. With those little skinny bias ply polyester tires. And if anything, you sat there and went, Wee! All right, let's take a quick break, folks. You're listening to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This show's brought to you by King and Poor. If you ever get yourself into a situation where you need a lawyer for an automobile, motorcycle, uh, maybe you got bit by a dog or what have you, never go anywhere else till you call the King. 619-333-3333. We got Steve Wade in the house. He's a guest of Frankie. She was nice enough to bring him in. Plus, she knew if she did, she wouldn't have to talk hardly <laughs> at all. No. But we want to talk a little bit about, we've got some uh, a great website for you to go to for upcoming events. Mm -hmm. And before we, because I mean, you might have more events going on, so we better throw some of those in. What What's coming up and what kind of help do you need from the public so our next event is going to be the blood drive and that's next sunday um april mm. 10th and that will be from 10 a.m to 4 p.m and we have a nascar driver austin cameron coming in ah. we have paul dyke sonny trent stephen brucker and ellie brucker 
Um, and they're coming in. They're bringing their cars all to support getting blood for the community. So the blood mobile will actually be in the back of the museum. And anyone who gives blood will get into the museum free that day and also receive two free passes to come back to the museum at a later date so well the names you get like austin cameron Mm -hmm. you know he's a cancer survivor right yeah so it's something that's very close and passionate very much so uh he used to call in i used to have him in paul dyke Mm -hmm. has won just about every division that's known to man out at uh, Barona. Right. I mean, he's constantly, and his son, PJ, I mean, that's a driving, that is a driving family for sure. And who was the other one? Uh, Sonny Trent. Oh, Sonny Trent. That's another uh, local longtime mm-hmm. racer. When is that event? April 10th, so next Sunday. Oh, darn it. I wish I'd have known earlier. We could have, you know, nothing I love better than Paul Dyke <laughs> up early in the morning for KUSI. Well, maybe we can get the KUSI folks to, because they love supporting you guys. That'd be great. And maybe they would want to donate some blood. Yeah. (laughs) Reach out to uh, Tommy or or Hula and and see, see, because they're, you know, there's, do it tomorrow because they're scheduling their next week. I will add that to my calendar. Yeah. And I think, I think that'd be great. And I know you're going to have some race cars down at the uh, museum. Yep. We're going to bring some race cars so people can take pictures with them. Get in the cars probably. I mean, I've seen them do it because there's there's not a lot of technology in those race cars. So they're not, the kids are not going to break anything, but mainly get the kids in the cars. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's really the cool part about it. Get him in, you know, put that helmet on. I've got a picture of me when I was four years old. Yeah, exactly. Four <laughs> years old in an indoor sprint car in Oakland, California, when oh, they used cool. to do the sprints up in, up there. I mean, my eyeballs are about as big around <laughs> as the hubcaps on your car if you have hubcaps. But uh, so, yeah, we were just talking about some of the other events. So you got that coming up. Mm-hmm. And then we have Shifting Gears. Now, what's that? That is a rally that we're doing from the museum to the Cabrillo National Monument and then back. Now, it's not a race. Not a race. No, it's a, a drive. It's a drive. It's, it's a cruise. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, so it's not who gets there first because Steve would probably get there first with his Miata. <laughs> Because he that's knows, because he With knows, the flames on well, it. he knows all the back roads. See, that's where you got to watch out for Steve. So, how do people go about uh, signing up for that? So, you'll go to our website www.sdautomuseum.org, and there'll be a registration link as well as all the information you need to know, mm-hmm. such as time of arrival and the route of the drive, and then the schedule of events once we're back at Balboa Park. Okay, so you have to have a Miata to do this? No, you could, you just have to. <laughs> have a car with four tires or two if you want to do a motorcycle oh yeah there you go so wouldn't it. hurt yeah wouldn't hurt <laughs> now does it cost to be uh, get involved in this it does so it is 75 dollars uh-huh. um but that includes everything within the, the drive so you'll um drive to cabrillo monument your admission will be included oh. so you'll get to tour um the actual cabrillo monument you'll have a uh, coffee and then we'll drive back where there'll be dj entertainment as well as lunch any donuts at the museum there'll be donuts at cabrillo yes yes you gotta remember the donut it's <laughs> a car to. guy thing right? or car girl they're a staple piece of it yeah see they don't like going to car events unless there's donuts don't ask me why <laughs> but that has something to do with it uh 
And then the proceeds do go to the museum yes. and all the fundraising and, and all the charitable things that you guys are involved in. Exactly. So it goes to so many things at the museum. Right now, we're working on our Vocational Education Academy, mm-hmm. and that is going to go to the underserved youths of San Diego. And it's right. going to teach them life skills as well as auto- the automotive trade. Right. Because guess what? We need people in the automotive yes, industry. Yes, we do. Because I talk to shops all the time, and they don't say hello to me anymore. <laughs> oh, no. They say, do you have a tech? Do you have a counter person? Do you have a parts person? Do you have a service rider? I go, no, but the museum's working on it. So uh, so is there a limit on how many vehicles you can get in into this? We're accepting up to 100. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which will keep it, you know manageable it, right it keeps it manageable and it keeps it intimate enough to where everyone can have a good time and it's not too many people yeah exactly so and what day again is that on may 7th what day is that a sunday uh saturday sorry saturday oh, mm-hmm. i might be able to do that because when you do it on sundays i'm right. sitting here you know we did that just for you dave that's You're why i picked so that day good gosh <laughs> and i got so many cars to choose from uh so i may have to may have to definitely uh, take a Take a shot at that because it's well worth throwing seventy five bucks at you guys because you guys do such a great job, and plus you got to pay for Steve. If we do, yeah. <laughs> Steve's going to pay. Somebody talk. Pay. I got a raise once. Yeah, I bet you did. They get you a ladder, and it went from on the floor to a two stepper. No, they got us higher stools. Ah, oh, they got you a stool with wheels on it. They got to have wheels on it. No, we won't go there. We won't go there. Okay, so what else you got? And now that's what day again was that? Uh, Saturday, May seventh. Okay, so that's May. Mm-hmm. So what's after that? And then also in May, our cars and coffee will resume. How's that working um, out? It's going great. It's grown every single time and word of mouth everybody says hey what a fun place to go i think so just um the more people that come out the more time it is next time and it it, more families are coming out too which Ah. is really cool and you never know what's going to show up car wise no because there's no specific model it's just whatever you're driving bring it open to everybody um last cars and coffee we had the oscar meyer wienermobile come out you did (laughs) yeah did you go for a ride i didn't i asked but unfortunately not (laughs) i always wanted to drive that oscar (laughs) right i love hot dogs are you kidding (laughs) There were a lot of angry parents, though, because they all got the little whistles. What? (laughs) And uh, you knew what their evening was going to be like. Uh, Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Give me that whistle. (laughs) But, Uh, so, yeah, hopefully. um, See, now, that is such a cool, cool event. I mean, that's one thing about you guys at the museum. Lenny's being, we ought to just start calling him King Lenny. What do you think? (laughs) I think that's a good title. We should call him King Lenny. But, I mean, you guys must sit in a room and just come up with some of the greatest ideas. You know, we're we're a team there. Everyone really um, brings in ideas, and Lenny gives us the freedom enough to run with those ideas. Yeah, see what you can come up yeah. with. Yeah, so it really is a team effort over there, and including the docents' effort. Yeah. They give us plenty of ideas, too. Well, you know, it's funny, Steve. I was talking to Frankie last time. I don't know if you've ever been to El Segundo. It's called the Automobile Driving Museum. I haven't been there yet, but I know of it. Wouldn't that be neat at our museum yeah. to have two or three cars, you know, classic cars, that you could take people for dry rides in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I guarantee you there's a lot of people that haven't ridden in a whole lot of different cars, right? It's true. Yeah, we, we have that one... Um, solar-powered car that's in there right now, I really? I would like to see somebody just get in it. <laughs> Is it it's, difficult to get into? Oh, yeah. I well, wish you couldn't get in a, it? Not even with Vaseline? Just rub it's, it all down. it's 
like a sheet of paper. Uh, a little head oh. place. Oh, we're a little place for your head? Yeah, that's not yeah. going to work. Yeah, that's you have to come and see it. I, I, will, I, will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Well, that's the other reason. You know, Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that. So what else you got coming up? Um, well, right now we have our alternative fuel exhibit, mm-hmm. um, what Steve was just talking AKA about. A.K.A. solar car. A, well, it's solar car and more. So this um, it's alternative fuel, the power around us exhibit. Mm-hmm. So we have hydrogen fuel cell power, battery electric, hydrogen internal combustion engines, and solar cell. Wow. So you get to see all types of power that move cars. Yeah, because we need to look at more than just electric. Yes. You know, we need to look at... And, you know, Toyota's really big into hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Honda's big into hydrogen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the end result of hydrogen is water. Right. Water dribbles out the tailpipe, and that's, that's <laughs> it's not it's not emissions. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was just in a, at an event with uh, a Toyota this last week, and it's battery zero cars. Hmm. In other words, uh, I mean, it's... I mean, yeah, BZ, battery, yeah, zero. And what they're trying to do is just make it to where it's a super clean car, like 260-mile range, you That's know, on a decently priced. And, the car, and it's a little Toyota. It, looks, it doesn't look, you know, like the solar car. It looks like a real car. So there's a lot of innovation, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things. And if people want to get involved with that, maybe they're into that type of – you know, they just contact the museum? Yeah, just contact the museum. We also have information about it on our website. Um, the exhibit will go through May. Okay, So you have good. a couple months to come see it. And that's the other thing, too, because you have a calendar on the on the website that shows what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of plan your, plan your weeks. Exactly, because the museum's ever-evolving, um, but we try to keep it to where you know what to expect mm-hmm. if you're planning a visit to us. Right, exactly. So. Uh, and, and, and like I said, it's... It's take the kids down. It's like I said, it's changing mm-hmm. continually. Uh, talking a little bit about the floor. What do you think of Dan Gurney's Gator motorcycle? Did you see that? Yep, I did. I I have to admit, I was never a big motorcycle guy. Yeah, but that's so, got to get yeah. your attention. Yeah, I mean to sit down inside <laughs> that. But I've always wanted to drive that thing. <laughs> I keep asking Lenny, and he says he wants to, but he hasn't done it yet either. But uh, no, it's it's it's. It's really that museum has come such a long way with the with the displays out front, mm-hmm. and you know I have to tell you it's always been a bone of contention. I'll tell people, "Hey, have you ever been to the automotive museum? No, where is it? Yeah. Next to the Air and Space Museum? Really? Yeah, the big warehousey looking thing. <laughs> now I've actually asked people, and they go, "Oh yeah, what a great display! I'm serious oh, as a I heart love attack." First time, and I can't tell you how long it's finally coming around. Where then I don't have to sit down and explain, you know, what it's all about because people are actually and your attendance is is up. Yeah, our attendance has skyrocketed. We were actually just reviewing our March numbers, and it's it's crazy to see. So they're increasing every month, and. Yeah. Um, it really is. I think we're just getting the word out there. that. Well, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And I think mm-hmm. what you have to offer mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. The changing on a, on a monthly, almost monthly basis, really. Or really weekly. Yeah, because and, and that's the other thing I like, too, because you'll bring a car in. Mm-hmm. Not 12. You may just bring a car in that somebody's got that's unique. Right. That, you know, there was a Cobra, a kit car. 
out at Barrett, or out of Barrett, out at uh, Del Mar, that's electric. And he was running the slaloms with it. Hmm. And he really wanted me to put that thing on KUSI TV. I said, all right, here's my card, you know, so we'll go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break. we got one more segment right here at San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, right here on FM 96 AM 1170. The answer. That's Frankie. She is the, uh, what, do you, what is your coordinator, PR, I events? I the director of exhibitions and events. There you go. She's just got a full-time job. <laughs> and we've got, and by the way, we want to, th- can't thank uh, King and Poor enough for sponsoring this show. Uh, 619-333-3333. Anything legal that you have questions on, he is the man to call. Uh, free consultations. We'll be more than happy to walk you through it. It's been number one in San Diego for more years than I care to admit. I mean, he's been doing this like 25 years. So definitely, uh, when in doubt, call the king first before you get yourself into a legal situation where you're not going to like it. Got Steve Wade in the house. He is one of the docents uh, at the museum. Plus, he is, are you the president of the Miata Club? No, I have been president. Got out of that job, right? (laughs) I tried to retire from all that stuff. I'm just that a very active member at this that point. Doesn't work retiring. <laughs> the key is you got to go to all the meetings. It's yes. when you don't go to the meeting. Guess what? You become the president. That's right. Uh-huh. So, so what can people do to help the museum? So there's plenty of ways to help. Um, one of the most prominent ways is volunteering. Mm-hmm. So joining our team of amazing docents and um, there's a variety of volunteers. So you, you don't have to just be a docent. You right. could work at the restoration facility and get your hands dirty working on the engines. I know right, right now our volunteers down there are actually um, working on restoring a few engines that will be on display at the museum. Just like an engine display, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. whole car. Not the whole just car, the, just the engine. Will they run? I don't know. You'll have to, <laughs> you'll have to stay tuned for that. I haven't been told about that. Yeah. Well, that's not Who your, knows? That's not your department, right? <laughs> Well, and, and you're right, and I'm sure you've been to the restoration uh, garage a few times. Yes, mm-hmm. I have. And it's pretty, and and I have to tell you, no offense, but a lot of those guys down there are getting up in age, and we need to start getting the younger generation involved, and I think that's where your scholarship fund right. and your mentoring program, it will come really into fruition it will because the vocational education the vocational education academy um will bring in underserved youth of san diego and it will show them the ropes of all things cars right. and it won't just be working on cars it could be sales of cars it could be um advertising it, it's, it's not just going to be focused around mechanics okay. we're also going to teach them life skills pertaining to banking and stuff like that wow so. Well, I told Lenny, so I figure I better tell you, hmm. when you put the curriculum together, I was a service manager for 30 years in the industry. Right. So I could do a service advisor class. I could do a parts department class. Oh, that would be amazing. And I can I can even help you in the sales department and finance. I mean, I can help you there and, and, of course, totally volunteer if you're interested in doing that. Of course. Uh, because back in the day, 70s, 80s, and 90s, where these cars weren't the greatest in the world, <laughs> it took a lot to get people to be happy mm-hmm. in their car, especially 75 when all the emission laws came in, right? You'll never buy a 75, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you never want to buy it. By the way, never buy a 75. I will take a note. First time with catalytic converters, <laughs> first time with smog pumps. There was a 49-state car, and then there was a California car. And it started in 75, and oh, what a terrible car, especially if you needed parts. Hmm. People were trying to go to Arizona and buy cars and bring them back and trying to sneak them in. Yeah, it's not going to do it. <laughs> uh, so... And, and then, of course, there's what if you know you've got a family member that passes on, and he has a he or she mm-hmm. has a classic car, and they don't know what to do with it. They could donate it to the museum. Of course. So we're always accepting donations of any size, um, even if it's a book, an automobile book. Right. So it could be something as small as a book to something as amazing <clears throat> as a car. Or an old trophy, maybe some trophy from right. a... You never know. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Man, I was at Barrett-Jackson and, and, you know, gas pumps like you know the Mae West. Oh, yes. They're going for $8,000 restored. <laughs> I mean, I remember when you get those for 500 600 bucks, right? Or they would pay you to take yeah, it. Yeah, boy, that's even a bit. Steve, you are on the money. Uh, the other thing, too, property. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't care. Maybe you got some land that, that was donated to you, and you don't want to pay the taxes on it because the taxes are, are just, you know, draining your life. Donate them to the donate. You could donate just about anything to the auto museum. You really can. And if you have a question or you don't know if it would right. work, just ask. And, and that's the other thing I like. I have to tell you, this is a compliment, major compliment. When you call the museum, mm-hmm. you actually get a person. You do. You, you get a living, breathing human. You get a living, <laughs> breathing human being that is phenomenal that if they don't have the answer they got plenty of people on hand that mm-hmm. can and tell me about my favorite area the gift shop the gift shop my gosh the gift shop's amazing i, I shop in it more than i should but <laughs> well because you've got somebody in the family friends or family right that are car people mm-hmm. but you don't know what to buy them because there's nothing right steve there's nothing worse getting a gift and you go the heck am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> right? Most men answer or ask, what does it do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're going there and you still are confused, coffee table books are always the best. But if you're really yeah. confused, I bet you've got gift cards for the museum. We can definitely do gift cards or future admission tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, so really, we like to find an answer. Even if we don't have it, we'll make something work. What for if you. somebody wants to have a birthday party at the museum? Please be our guest. We have a few event spaces. So we actually have the exhibit floor where you could have a party amongst a billion dollar backdrop of cars, million dollar backdrop yeah, of cars. Yeah, we're pretty close. Um, and then we have our Hall of Fame space, which overlooks the entire exhibit floor. Mm-hmm. And say if you have a lecture, we have a classroom. Or if you have a meeting, we have the boardroom. Wow. So there's plenty of spaces to work yeah. with. So, and there's nothing better than when you bring a group of people in that have maybe not been to the museum. Mm-hmm. As a backdrop, it's like, holy moly, you might have a little hard time keeping the meeting in check (laughs) because people keep wanting to look over the wall (laughs) and go, what is that? What is this? And what is that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I, I can't overemphasize it about the museum. I think, and really all the museums in Balboa Park. They are all treasures. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Treasures. We should, you know, I just had a friend of mine text me. They're going to Italy. What are you going to Italy for? I mean, why not? There's so much, even right here in San Diego County. I don't even go to, I wouldn't even go to Hawaii. It's a five hour (laughs) flight. No, I'm not going. I'll stay right here. Go to the beach, go, you know, you go to the museums. 
And the museums in this at Balboa Park are by far some of the finest museums out there. They are the finest museums out there. And right now is a perfect time to become a member um, at museums because you could actually share that membership amongst other museums in the park for the month of May. So now's the time. And if you're a little bit financially tight due to gas prices and it's kind of expensive to fill your gas tank up <laughs> uh the third tuesday of the month all the museums are free uh not all of them so each tuesday each museum has a different date oh. ours is that date though. oh okay mm-hmm. well that's the most important one if you want my opinion <laughs> and and this will give you an opportunity say you got some people in from out of town mm-hmm. and you're having to entertain and feed them and do all that this is a great way to you know kill a few hours without having to well you're going to end up spending money at the gift shop i'm just going to because you got to have a memorabilia right <laughs> that's true Even and by the way i love that t-shirt with the license plate isn't that the best that is the coolest t-shirt in the world i know i beat lenny up for a couple of, and I, <laughs> I absolutely love those t-shirts so folks get involved and you will just it'll put a smile on your face mm-hmm. and and steve you have to how many kids have you talked to that you knew you made a major impression oh hundreds isn't it amazing and just sit there and they stay (laughs) well and they get part of it is they get talked to yes not talked down to they get talked to yeah lots of kids when they're out with their parents they're kind of ignored and the only thing they way they get attention is if they start making trouble yeah, you and notice so, that, huh? Screaming, hollering. Yeah. So they, they appreciate to to be treated like anyone else that yeah. comes into the museum. And don't you have a kid's corner? We do have a kid's corner. It's actually going to be undergoing renovations. Uh, and it yeah. will be open just in time for summer, hopefully. Going inter- to have some interactive stuff? Yes, that's the plan. We want to have things that kids can actually touch and learn and um be feasible where we're actually thinking of having gears that they could move yeah. and just to really i have to tell you when it. i was a service manager I'd, I'd go down i think i went to abba bolt and mm-hmm. i got a great big bolt and a great big nut and i set it on my desk and people would come in next thing you know they're spinning the nut on they spin the nut off mm-hmm. yep. and it calmed them down and they, they stopped yeah. yelling at me <laughs> Uh, but I also have a guy that maybe I can get him to, to donate maybe all the time or what have you. Mm-hmm. But he raced all around the county in, in like little midget race cars. Oh, yeah. We turned them into simulators. Oh, that'd be amazing Every, if you could everything send that from, our way. Yeah, circle track, drag racing, mm-hmm. sound, video. You actually get in a race car to do it. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me talk to him. And he's local. He's up in Ramona. And I know he's got them, but I, I'm sure they're not... He's not doing anything with him. He could at least donate one to you. Yeah, that'd be and they're perfect. All his ex race cars. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, Kids getting, would love that. Well, he's getting, I would love that. Well, he's getting old too. He's <laughs> he, he doesn't bounce back like he like he used to. All right. So website www.sdautomuseum.org. Hours of operation are from ten to. Well, our last admission is at 4.30 p.m., and then we close at 5 p.m. Monday through... Monday we're closed, but we're open Tuesday through Sunday. And our free Tuesday is the fourth Tuesday of the month. The fourth Tuesday Mm -hmm. of the month. Okay, very good. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve, you're always welcome back. I mean, it's been a blast. We could sit around and talk cars till the cows come (laughs) in. I I know we could. I got a (laughs) sneaky feeling. That's why I'm doing as many hours as I do right here on (laughs) FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.